Hey, Punkrockers! Do you like bands like Voodoo Glow Skulls, Willem Scream, Mute, Implant, Darko, Police, Cigar, Tsunami Bound, Big Ten, The Kids Table, Adrenalize, Friends All Round, Dead by Stereo, Belvedere, Bracket, Dead Fucking Last, Much the Same, and many more? Are you obsessed with band merch like I am? <laughs> if yes, press pause on this episode and go on EpicMerchStore.com. They offer t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, hats, and kids merch for more than 230 punk rock, ska, metal, and hardcore bands from all around the world. And they now have mugs. Yeah, wow, the coffee's gonna be great. Go get your merch at EpicMerchStore.com. Show episode 28. I hope you are doing amazing today. My name is Emily. I live in Quebec City in Canada and I feel really honored to be your host. We're gonna have a blast together today. Today my guest is Libby from the band The Bridge City Sinners. We talked about the new upcoming album and about so many other things. I talked to you also about some great stuff that's happening in my life and about music. Also make you a recommendation for the band Pankhurst from Washington. Enjoy. Episode 28. I realized I draw cold on was pretty great for hangovers and late night hangs. <laughs> I am an alcoholic from NoFX. That was the cover of the day. But hey, hi, I hope you are doing great today. For me, it's Saturday morning. I'm enjoying a cappuccino while recording this episode. It's storm day. There have been a lot of storms in Quebec City since yesterday. I love that. It's really relaxing for me, so it's perfect timing to record a podcast. But you might gonna hear some thunder eventually <laughs> on this episode. Yeah. Okay, I'm stoked about a lot of things and I'm happy to talk to you about that today. First of all, oh yeah, Tegan and Sarah are recording a new album and it makes me super happy. Also, the new Joy Capes album is released too. A good year to forget. I listened to it this morning when I woke up and wow, it's, I feel a lot of vulnerability in Joey's voice and I think it's really interesting. I love the song's title, the name of the album too. I feel like he really had a lot of things to express and good job, Joey. Oh, last week I told you I was going to play a private gig with my band, Fifty Shades of Punk Rock. So I went there almost right after the recording last week and it was so much fun. I saw some music friends I haven't seen for more than a year, like a year and a half. It was great. We played like 44 or 45 songs, uh, punk rock acoustic covers. We also asked some people to come join us and sing with us. It was super fun. There were some kids too. And I noticed that kids naturally start circle pits. Yes, I noticed that. So it was really fun to watch. Kids are always right. And it means that we still have our kids heart at punk rock shows starting mush pits. 
encircled bit. <laughs> that was a very nice moment. And yesterday, I had a wonderful night with some other punk rock friends at a little party outside. Some of them played acoustic songs, original songs. It was really, really fun. Okay, okay, okay. After this, I promise I will stop talking about my own life. But I, I just want to tell you that Scott, the co-producer of the show, The Punk Rocket Show... And I, we decided to start a melodic skate punk band, a fast melodic skate punk band. And I'm really, really excited. <laughs> My schedule is already ridiculously full and I don't have any time at all, but I really want to do it. <laughs> so let's go. Life is too short. I want to sing loud about many different topics. I think it's now or never to do it. And we already found great musicians. Actually, we're going to join uh, an already existing band here in Quebec City. I will tell you more details eventually, but I'm so excited. I almost didn't sleep last night because I'm just too happy. So that's why I have a lot of coffee today. Yeah. I totally could have called this episode tons of new punk rock music videos <laughs> because there are a lot that have been released recently. First of all, Dan of Alkaline Trio formed a new band called Dan Andriano and the Bygones. It's super good. I'm a real fan of Dan's voice and I love their new video for the song Sea Level. You have to check this. Also, Sick of It All released a new lyrics video for Between uh, Beef Between Vegans, which is a very funny title, in my opinion. The Roundown Creeps from California also released one for their song Spring Forward. And, 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 and they have planets head in the video and I love planets and I love the universe. And speaking of planets, Drones from the UK also released a music video for their track Please Vacate the Planet. I love planets. <laughs> um, Big D and the Kids Table also released a video for the song New Day. Sincere Engineer as well for their song Coming in Last, etc, etc, etc. You have to take like a whole PM, just relax and watch music videos. Okay. What? Let's listen to some great music. Yeah! The repunkmendation for today is for the band Pankhurst from Washington, D.C. They are super political, very feminist. They named the band after a group of women who fought for the right to vote. I just can't believe that in the past women could not vote. It's just crazy. Damn. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I hear a lot of Dead Kennedys influences and some old school vibe in their songs. They recently released their new EP, On the Border. And let's listen to the song Gallows Pole. <laughs> Begin. 
Yeah, and now it's time to listen to the interview I made with Libby from the Bridge City Sinners. Interview. I love this band because of all the multiples influences they have. Because of Libby's voice, that is just amazing. I love her intensity and I love the human she is. We had a very good conversation about how she got into punk rock music and also playing music. The new album, of course, how she's dealing with being a woman in the punk scene and about some comments she receives online sometimes. <sighs> Enjoy and check the show notes for the new album and to follow Libby on social medias. This meeting is being recorded. Okay, All right. thank Got it. you. I hope your dog is feeling better. Hello. Oh my gosh. Yes, oh. she is feeling much better. Yeah, it was bizarre. She just like her her back. We're out in the middle of nowhere, and it's like this beautiful property. And yeah. she got here, and she was like party, and like oh. got the biggest case of the zoomies and just like ran all around the property and then mm. she hurt her back and mm. like started being a little wobbly that night and then the next day she just like uh, like the day of our podcast interview yeah. she just like couldn't use her back legs at all <gasps> so I rushed her to the vet I got like a bunch of medication for her and now she's like acting like nothing happened and I'm like girl you get oh. in that crate and go to sleep <laughs> like yeah but that's scary seeing your dog like couldn't use her their legs yes it was terrifying I realized that something was really wrong with her I like set her down to go to the restroom and she just like made a mess of herself and I was like my baby (laughs) I need to bring my cat I rushed her to the vet I need to bring my cat to the vet too because she couldn't stop she can't stop uh, licking her belly so she has a a bald spot a very huge bald spot might be like anxiety (laughs) little fat bald belly that's adorable but it might be like a food allergy or uh, maybe stress but I don't know why yeah right yeah food allergy totally yeah, I'm an so. animal lover, so Me I'm too. like, yes, let's talk about our pets. <laughs> yeah, I, I have four four chihuahuas. So, oh my god, wow! I have one cat. I wish I could have a dog, but I I live in an apartment, and I'm well. I good don't for, have the good on you though, because some people don't know, like, don't care that they don't have the right accommodations or don't have yeah. the time or energy, oh. you know. And it really does take a lot of time and energy. Yay! <laughs> Her name is Metalisha. Oh, oh, that is a big oh, kitty. My baby. Oh, Your cat is definitely the size of my dogs. I'm like, where are they? Let's go find them. <laughs> sure, if I open the door, one of them will come out. Oh yeah, show me, and then we're, and then we'll we'll talk about music. Oh, so, Claude. Claude. hi, hey, how's it going? Oh, no. Claude. oh, she's on my piano. That's yeah. for the podcast. Punk oh, yeah. oh, of course. Are you with uh, the band? Oh, it's I, about music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you with uh, other band members? Yeah, I'm actually with everybody right oh, now, which yeah. is amazing, which I can get them all. Uh-oh. Take a turn saying something if you'd like. I think the connection is hard a little. But yeah, we're all together. Okay. Like a couple months ago and shot some music videos and oh. some live sessions, which are coming wow. out soon. But we're like together for like the first time, first time playing real music, practicing our set and stuff and starting oh, to work yeah. for the first time in like, like a year, over a year. Oh my God. Yeah, it's yeah. a... 
Yeah, it's so so life is starting to be back. <laughs> it's great. Kind of. We're crossing our yeah. fingers anyways. We're really it. worried about like the COVID situation still, but then we're kind yeah. of stuck between like a rock and a hard place where it's like if you don't get out again, mm -hmm. like have to stay relevant. But I'm also weary because I don't want to contribute to the mass spread of this virus totally. that has been like consuming all of our lives and literally consuming lives I know for the past year yeah it's and so crazy I don't want to take part in that but I also can't it's like killing me inside to not play music oh yeah <laughs> I so know it's definitely <laughs> been hard But you worked on a on an album and I absolutely want to talk about it. But first, I don't know you a lot personally, so I wanted to know a little more about your your journey with music, how you got into music and after like what were your first music tastes and then how you became a musician. Okay. So okay. just talk, talk to me about your life. <laughs> um <clears throat> let's see. Oh, I hate coughing nowadays too. Okay. I want to just be like, I'm a smoker. Oh. Don't, <laughs> don't be scared. Um, but uh, so musically, I didn't start playing music. I've always been a, like a lover of music mm -hmm. um, since I was like young. And I've always been a performer, but not always a musician. Oh, so, that's interesting. Um, I didn't start playing music until I was about 19. And even now, um, I don't necessarily consider myself as much of a musician as I do a performer and a vocalist. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the ukulele is kind of more of my, like my prop, like yeah. um, the boys are really the musicians and they really provide like that soundtrack for me so that oh. I can do what I love to do best. Um, but so that didn't start for me until I was like 19 and I started playing guitar and I would just do like, just covers in my bedroom like alone and then I started busking with like a friend mm -hmm. and when I was like 19 me and my homegirl Myra um we started a band we were called the bloodbath burlesque orchestra yeah. <laughs> and we were called an orchestra but there was literally just two of us it was so <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> but, uh, um and she played accordion and I had moved from guitar to banjo at that point mm -hmm. but I was not I'm not a, an excellent banjo player by any means so um and then we we did that for like a little while we played a couple shows uh and then after that you know it's funny from musically I fell in love with like punk rock music uh -huh. that was where that was my my home I grew up in the punk rock scene my first show besides like house shows my first like show I bought tickets to was the misfits oh wow um, yeah when I was 12 years old when I was Damn. 12 I begged my mom I was like please let me go um and she was like only um you you have to let me hear some of their music first and I was like well shit, I want your skull <laughs> I'm just like out of luck, I guess. But then I found that they have that song, um, the I was crying on a Saturday night. Okay. Yeah, that one um, was pretty soft. That's great. That one, the one soft, like pretty song. And I played it for her and she was like, well, they seem like a lovely band. <laughs> <laughs> and she let me buy tickets. She let me like do yard work for, for the money for tickets. Um, Whoa. So 
punk, but punk rock always had my heart. And then my mom, when I was a teenager, my mom brought home the soundtrack for, um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, that movie. And that was like full of like American traditional music, like folk music. And I fell in love with that album. And it was really, I was rather an elitist, uh, when it came to like, I was like, punk rock is all there is and all there ever would like will be. And that album really opened my eyes. And all of a sudden I was like, I, I love music, all music. And it opened the door for me. I started listening to like hip hop and like, um, yeah, I just opened my eyes to the fact that there was more music outside of like punk rock and the punk rock community as well. So that's interesting. Yeah. As far as the band though, that started on Craigslist, (laughs) (laughs) which do you, do y'all have Craigslist? Um, I think, yeah, I never used that. I never, but I, I'm not sure. It's like an on, for those who don't know, it's like an online, you can like post that you like have your couch for sale yeah, or yeah, yeah. We, we have, are having a garage sale or we you have know, that things like kind. that. And then there's also like a community section mm-hmm. and there's a spot for musicians oh. and you can go. It's usually people just like selling instruments and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Michael had put an ad up saying that they were like looking for other people to play music with. And I was like actually in a really like depressed state oh. in in my existence. And I was like, you know what make me feel better is if I start uh, doing things that make me feel like me, that make me feel good about myself. And music is definitely one of those things. So I started looking on Craigslist of all places for uh, a place to go and do that. And I responded to that and it was like the best choice I ever made. Wow. And what, when was that? When did you form Uh, the band? That was like six years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. About six years ago. Hmm. Maybe a little going on seven years ago now, which is crazy to think about. With one year and a half of pandemic, but you were still active because you were like writing a new album. (laughs) Right. Which was really interesting, like writing in different, because we were all separated around the country too. Like I was in California and one of our, um, our guitar player, King String, he lives in uh, New Orleans. So we were all, yeah, separate. We just kind of came together with the little bit of, uh, like we all kind of had a couple songs kind of scratched out, but not solidified and then all came together and were like, hey, you got anything? <laughs> oh, And we're able to throw it all together. We did it all in like three weeks, learned each other's songs, like, like got them all hammered down to what they are today and then got them mm-hmm. all recorded in wow. the three weeks that we were together during the pandemic. Yeah. Is it complicated to to make all the schedules fit if you are separated like this? Or it's like, okay, you plan it in advance and now the, with, we, yeah, how does it, with jobs and maybe families or I don't know. because Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it actually has proven to be better. It's oh. more constructive now. Before oh. when we all lived in the same place, we'd get together maybe on like every Tuesday. And it was easy when it was like local to be like, oh, I, just, I can't this week or, you know, yeah. I can't this Tuesday. I've got this thing or like, um, but now it's like, and, and we'd get together for like a couple hours, maybe hammer out a couple things. But now we get together with a purpose oh, and it's like planned out it. in advance, notices given, like um, jobs are all really understanding. Any kind of outside job that we have is like, no, like knows that this is our main job. Oh. So they're all 
all willing to work with us on that front. Um, and most of us, besides like, uh, besides like handiwork, like this is our full-time job. Mm-hmm. Like Scott does flail mm-hmm. records yeah. out of his basement. So he's like all DIY, like still, like he worked the hardest out of everybody during the pandemic. He is definitely like the lifeblood behind like the thing, the wheels that are turning, you know? It's such a good, um, I think for me, it's such, it's, it's freedom. Like you have your label, you have your band and everything makes sense together. And that, that's your life. Right. It's so amazing. Yeah. It's working really well together and we're doing everything DIY. Like we recorded this album DIY. We um, are doing it without a label, like without, uh, let's just, just all on our own. Like, and we're like, we're just crossing our fingers and it's good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, really it is. Well. I listen but to I think it. That it is like, um, I feel like we've put in the effort. So I feel like we're going to see the payoff. Oh, yeah. I was lucky enough to have the, um, to be able to listen to it. And uh, oh, I, did you? I really oh, yes. enjoyed what did it. You think? Oh, I really loved it. I love your emotion good. so much. And when you, at the beginning of the interview, when you said you were a performer before a musician, I told, uh, and make, It made sense in my head. Right. I love, I feel like that music starts and my eyes roll back into my head and I am like taken off to another place where I become like a spooky ghoul. And then like, as soon as like they hit the last note, I feel like my eyes roll back and I'm like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you all so much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I want to talk about your writing process, but first, when you decided uh, all together to, or maybe it was you, I don't know, uh, to do another album, were you like, okay, let's try something very different or no, let's keep our uh, our, uh, recipe, (laughs) I don't know, or let's do both. Um, What was your your mindset? We're still trying to figure it out. So like, uh, we all have such different styles mm-hmm. all came from such different musical backgrounds. Like Lucas started playing violin at when he was like five years old mm. and oh. he was raised on like classical music. So he has like a totally different style. I, like I said, was raised on the mm-hmm. punk rock scene. Um, and Michael also has like his, uh, like his toes dipped in that scene and like um, has a love for like metal music. So that kind of has been creeping wow. its way in. And I've always wanted to just be like, like just play that part and have fun. You know, yeah. the thing I loved about every punk rock singer was that they just let it all out there and they take the microphone and like yeah. ring it around necks. And like, <laughs> and I was, I was like, I love that performance, that energy, like that passion is so fun. Like, I just want I want to put on our performance that like, like you can't look away from. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have tried like in writing the album to like, to make those moments, those like those audio moments that you just don't want to like look away from kind of. So uh, we went in with a lot of uh, like powerful, um, like, like real powerful breakdowns. Yeah. Uh, we added some of that screaming in there. Those like, growls. but there was still like, we still love like busking music and kind of more traditional jazz and swing music. Like our hearts are still there with that. So um, we kind of split the album because we realized that there was two totally 
like different mm-hmm. styles that we still are like touching it, like still tangled in both, you know? So yeah. um, we kind of made the first half of the album a lighter half. And then the second half is like the darker half. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> and you have a lot of different instruments uh, in the band. And yes. I think it's very interesting. For we us. have less than we did in the beginning. <laughs> There is more, more instruments than people in the band, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Lucas on some of these tracks, Lucas did like 15 layers of violin or something ridiculous. Like we're going to have to start playing to a click track or something to make it sound as big as full or get an orchestra. Oh, There yeah. You go. That's an orchestra. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> um, and like I said, I really love your emotions and I wanted to know What is your mood when you're writing? Because you're writing about dark stuff and sometimes you're completely yelling and it, I mean, right. we feel your um, You know what's funny is like, I don't really write about my sadness until I'm happy. So oh. <laughs> like, wow. so my mood when I'm actually writing is, is pretty, is I'm usually in a good place. If I'm writing music, I'm in a good place. Usually when I'm in my bad place, I, I will hide from things that make me happy, you know? So, mm. uh, when oh. I'm in my sadness, my ukulele is usually not something that I touch. Um, and I will like, like, I don't want to tell people about how I feel. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I want to get loose it. into my turtle shell and like, and but do he, nothing at all. I want to lay in bed. Um, yeah. So yeah, when I'm when when I'm writing, I'm in a good place, and I'm I feel like I'm actually usually in a place of reflection where I'm like, mm-hmm. man, wasn't that a wild ride? Like, <laughs> kind of like yeah. glad, glad we made it out. But I'm able to like re- yeah reflect on that on that moment of sadness, and then find the words to kind of write it down. At least when I'm in like that mental health place, a lot of the times too, it's just like a game of fiction too. Like sometimes I'm yeah. not. Um, It's like, maybe I've felt a little bit of that way, but like, I don't, just because I felt like I wanted to die at one point doesn't mean I feel like I want to die mm-hmm. all the time. It's like a fleeting moment, you know, but I can still capture it or like imagine what it feels like, you mm. know? So. Yeah. And in some songs on the album, I feel like uh, the dramatic emotion is like increasing, increasing slowly, slowly, and then bang! A good build. Oh, I love a good build. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. We yeah. we like to get a lot of that in, in like in those like faster paced breakdowns and then all of a sudden we leave you hanging. Like mm-hmm. um Lucas is a really amazing composer and so like he does a really great job at like coming up with those um those endings and those beginnings that are just like oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm really I'm really proud of like most of the intros and outros that are yeah. on the album. And you confirmed having a lot of different influences. And I wonder, how is it in shows? Like you can be booked with uh, a lot of different bands, a lot of... Yeah. Di- that's really interesting because you could be on a punk festival and then on a jazz uh, lineup or I don't right. know. So Yeah, I actually, I really love that. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite things about this band is that we are like almost like genre fluid. Like exactly. we can just... Yeah. Uh, yeah, interweave our way. Like we are, we're playing this festival. We're playing Psycho Fest um, w- with like some more like uh, harder dancing and like which I feel having Misfits being my first show when I was 12 and then yeah. playing this festival with dancing. I feel like that's a real 
um, you know, just come full circle yeah. in life. Wow. And 12 year old me is just screaming about that. So, uh, I'm really excited to play that, but, but to, to go from that and then, yeah, being able to play like a string festival and be versatile. And yeah. I, and I love touching both, um, fan bases because a lot of the times when we go to like something like that, um, on, on either side, there's a lot of people who haven't heard of us or, or, or totally. mm-hmm. who haven't, you know, fallen in love with the opposite side of, of that music. Um, and we kind of are like a nice little, like, like a weird bridge that they didn't know that they needed. Like, and I, I love watching the the crowd because uh, half the people are really into it. They absolutely love it. And then the other half is kind of sitting there just mesmerized, like with their jaws kind of like, like open and, and just kind of like, what am I seeing? Yeah. But also unable to look away, which is like what we're aiming for. So do yeah, you, I, lo- I love yeah. being able to play into both, like all That's, areas. That's yeah, fun for me. I think it's really fun. And do you see any differences between the crowds and like, or, oh, yeah. or the comments you can receive after the show? Or I don't know, I don't, because I'm only in the punk rock scene. So, uh, and the interactions, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a bluegrass festival, people are a lot more like, just kind of like more reserved and just like, wow, oh, great, great show. Like, <laughs> whereas like at a punk festival, it's like, ah! <laughs> like <laughs> let's have a, shots. An absolute yeah. Ma- yeah. A mess. And I love, um, I love just like the, that homey feeling. Like it's always like friends you just never knew you needed and wanted. And like, yeah, the punk rock, the punk rock community will always feel like family to me. So I love, yeah. I love those punk festivals i'm so excited about playing punk rock bowling Aww. um yeah so i'm so excited are you When gonna come the- are you gonna be there no i can't i still hard for it's- traveling yes yeah yeah i understand totally yeah but i wish i could next year for sure but i i i considered it but i was like oh it's still smart still choice complicated and it's a smart choice international travel just any travel right now is like i'm honestly pretty scared pretty nervous about um yeah. about heading out I like being sick on the road sounds absolutely miserable Oof. absolutely talk about oh my god oh. I would not be any fun to be around it's <laughs> like in a month it's in like, the van oh yeah <laughs> all sick oh, oh, no. but uh yeah I'm 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 ner- and I'm nervous about like being out on tour and then having it get canceled halfway through or something oh, yeah. mostly and just just about my friends and my family getting ill like yeah. how terrifying Mm. so yeah and when is that is it's in like three weeks four weeks yeah yeah it's like it's very soon we're literally playing psycho fest and then we're like going ah. off and then we're playing like muddy roots and then we like come back to vegas and play punk rock bowling wow. again like the next m- month i don't even know i'm so turned around oh Just... that's great and i think you're you're from portland oregon i am I'm from Oregon anyways. I'm from like a small town called Corvallis. It's like where the university is here. But um, I've lived in Portland since I was like 15. I currently live in California, but, or was. Now we're kind of like just Mm -hmm. doing the tour thing. I put all my stuff in storage and and there was really no reason to have like a home, you know? Yeah. I wonder how how the scene is in in Portland, the punk rock scene. Oh, the music scene here? It's a, it's a good scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, Portland has a great punk scene. Um, I 
fell in love with the like the Portland punk scene like as soon as I was introduced to it pretty much like they have a really good crowd of people a lot mm-hmm. of the punks that I grew up with in Corvallis ended up moving to like New Orleans mm-hmm. um, and in Philly and stuff so like there's nobody in my hometown anymore but the the punks that I met afterwards like after my initial like scene yeah. um were all really welcoming and great Portland's wonderful uh, are there a lot of bands with women there because I wanted to talk uh, to you about that no no ah uh. <laughs> with women in general unfortunately yeah i love I, i hate that i wish that there was so much more i hate that it's an, an anomaly you know like people are like wow <laughs> yeah um, and it's it's definitely proven to be an interesting thing to be like a band that's succeeding mm-hmm. with a woman uh i've definitely heard from uh multiple haters <laughs> that like uh, we're seeing success because I'm a woman or oh, like yeah. oh. or just like, sexualizing me in general you know like uh, the YouTube yeah. comments are an absolute ah. it's like a scary dark place that I, I just try not to ever Oof. go to you know I know it's it's I I feel lucky because I don't get a lot of those shitty comments but I, I can't stop seeing those everywhere like every women friends I have in music and it's, it's totally right uh, well and just women how long have we been like getting that like you're wearing a band shirt and it's like uh, cool shirt name three songs or whatever you know I like had a debate. That, uh, that just needs to die man like I'm just as worthy of being a part of this music scene as you are if not more so mm. because I have fought and clawed my way to the top to be taken seriously yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah I um it's I wish that there was more women in music like but do you it, feel it's it's a little better because I've as a podcaster and radio host uh it used it used to be very harder to find bands for my playlist and now I feel like it, okay I have like a good good amount of choices but i i feel like women are still really underrepresented on festivals like in quebec yeah. in in the province of quebec where i live it's it's an issue like some festivals some punk rock festival has no women at all on their lineup no, yeah right and it's like uh more yeah it's like i want i don't want to be i don't want to be like we deserve more of a chance because I want to be treated equally. But yeah. at the same time, like the, re- the recognition that we're, that mm. we're f- essentially fighting for our, for mm. our deserved place would, would be appreciated, you know, like, um, the, op- the same opportunities allotted mm-hmm. would, would be nice. So, uh, yeah, I love, and I love to support other female musicians. Like I will, whatever, Whitney Flynn's got going on. I love to post for her. Yeah. You know, um, Sierra Farrell right now is doing amazing, amazing. Uh, and I don't know if you've given her a listen, but she no, is one of like I the should. like the greatest new country music artists. Like, oh, and great. I have known her for a really long time as like a little baby artist. And when her CDs were like wrapped in like Uh, like a paper bag and she just like Aww. wrote her name on the outside and was like here have my cd and yeah um and now she's like selling out and playing giant festivals and like i'm so yeah it is it's becoming i think with social media um it has really given us 
all uh, like a, a better foot to stand on really mm-hmm. because it's giving us all a voice to be heard. It's also giving us like the visual not just the audio because uh-huh. I feel like when I can look you in the eyes and be like, look at the, like, look at the good job that I'm doing and look at how yeah. hard I'm performing. Like, and you're not just hearing and judging um, I feel like it helps. I feel like when totally. I can look at you and demand your attention. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, uh, advice would you tell to young women who wants to start a band? I don't ask this question a lot. I think sometimes it might be cliche to ask this, but I love the way you're thinking and I love your, uh, I don't know, your passion. So yes. I, do it, do it. The answer do is it. do it. I Absolutely. Know. I wish like, if I could go back and be like, yo, young me, I would tell myself one to practice more like hone in hone in your instrument if if like whatever is your craft Mm -hmm. like just cherish it and work it as hard as you can um so I'd go back and tell myself to practice more and then for all all young women I would just be like just absolutely just absolutely go for it if 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 he can do it you can do it like I can do anything you can do bleeding like we've got this
One thing, I don't regret a lot of things in my life, but I, I always been a singer. And one thing I regret a little is that I never took the time to really practice an instrument. I play a little acoustic guitar. I play a little piano, but I don't know right. why. I think maybe in, I... in consciously, unconsciously, I was thinking... Women are singing, and I don't think we can have we can play an instrument. Maybe it was unconscious, but sometimes right. I think maybe that's it. Even you if know, my my parents always encouraged me and my sister to play an instrument, but maybe the fact that good I good on your parents, huh? amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe I was like, can I start a band with an instrument? I don't know. So I think so, we need... yeah, well, it's nerve wracking. I'm honestly a pretty self conscious being, so like. Um, I find a lot of courage in playing with others, like, uh, because I don't feel like I'm, uh, can musically support myself as, as well. Like if I mess up, everybody is looking at only me. So that's <laughs> Whereas, my problem. Like, if I mess up in the band, I can look yeah. at Lucas and be like, one more time. Yeah. Lucas. And <laughs> he can like take another solo and I can sit there and think, what the hell are the words right now? <laughs> oh, you can, um, you can do some meow meow. I've always been. Yeah, I've always had like a self-conscious like little devil on my Mm. shoulder that tells me I'm not good enough either. So, yeah, I have not put in as much effort to playing my instrument Mm. as I have into like the part that I knew I was good at. And that's honestly something that I have a fault at just in life. Like if things don't come easy to me, I'll usually be like, well, it's stupid anyways. Me too. (laughs) I do that all the time, except since (laughs) I, I got 37 years old in February and I'm like, Fuck, I just start my my podcast now. Uh, even if my English is not perfect, I'll I'll do it. That's enough. And I just <laughs> I just had the right. aha moment at 37 and here I am. <laughs> I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job. Oh, um my birthday is also on February. I wonder if we're birthday twins. Oh yeah. I'm February 8th. Oh, the 19th. The 19th. Oh, okay. Still. um but yeah yeah I've always been like remotely stubborn so I think that I've kind of put that mental block in myself I've watched um since admitting to myself that Mm -hmm. I I I am a musician of like not just a performer I am a musician um I have put in a lot more time and effort like I'm seeing growth in my in my musicianship so like it's never too late no totally that's the good news that yeah it's never too late you can teach an old dog new tricks yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) wow um i watched a video of an interview made with erin miklo i think it was yeah yeah a year ago it was so interesting it was that was the first time we had connected too and i was like hey i like you (laughs) i liked how you talked about uh like people commenting about your physical appearance we talked a little about it on like uh, the the on social media what you can receive but like in general about your weight loss or about like your weight your 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 tattoos or i'm not sure exactly what you were but like i was like shocked (laughs) that that one i care as much about like I did I tattooed myself that was my own personal choice I guess I also ate myself sick as well so that was also my personal choice but that wasn't one I made with good mental health you know Mm -hmm. like the tattoo the the choice to tattoo myself was one I made with good mental health and it's one that makes me feel 
better in my own skin, makes me feel comfortable in my own skin. So that one, when people have anything nasty to say about, it's kind of like water off a duck's back for me. It doesn't really bother me that much. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as, yeah, I did. I went through a pretty major weight loss. I went from, um, you know, I, I, I was always thin my whole life. I was always thin. Yeah. And, uh, I lost my first love, um, when I was 23, he, Tomas from profane sass Mm -hmm. died in an accident involving a freight train. And that sent me on a, a real spiral with my mental health. And I started drinking really heavily at that point. Mm. Um, and that probably only lasted about six months. Uh, but in that six months I spiraled really hard Mm -hmm. and, uh, I lost complete control of myself and my life. And, uh, I decided to try and get that back. And in doing that, I, I got complete, I was completely sober. I had, I, you know, I didn't, uh, partake in any uh, hard drugs have never been an issue for me. Mm -hmm. I've never um, struggled with those at all, but alcohol had become a definite crutch for me. Uh, not like sitting at home alone drinking or anything, but, um, just to be social was something that I craved so that I didn't feel alone, you know, and, and in being social, that meant going out and drinking every night at the bar. And then all of a sudden I realized that it didn't matter if there was a show or it was like trivia Tuesday, like I was getting fucked up that day, you know? (laughs) So, um, so I stopped drinking and I started staying home and baking cookies and going out to eat. And Mm -hmm. I just started eating my feelings and my problems. I, uh, got like a retail cosmetic job and was in working in a mall and Mm. was going to the Starbucks every day. And, uh, which I know isn't very punk rock of me, but, (laughs) um, and, uh, going and eating in like the mall food court and, Uh, I found my happiness in food. My drug of choice became food, which people don't really talk about very often because you that's, have to eat. That's why I was uh, I was happy you you openly talked about it with Erin, and I think it's yeah. it takes courage to talk about that, but it, it's also super important. So right, yeah, I'm not ashamed at all no, to you, talk about it. Totally I am, not. however, it is however exhausting when there's like a bajillion personal messages. Yeah. And I can't, I don't have the time or energy. And also what worked for me isn't going to work for everybody else. I don't have a magic pill to give people. And especially because I had at, at the point that I gained my weight. So I had been thin my whole life, mm-hmm. just like this was my normal body shape and weight. And, um, I got up to about, two, I know I got over 200 pounds. I stopped weighing myself at like 197. I just kind of gave up on mm-hmm. my body and, that was when I decided that like, I, I didn't, there wasn't anything I could do about my body, but I could do something about my mind. And that's when I started focusing on, that's when I found the band. And that's why in, in like our uh, video for Witch's Wrath, I mean, we had been a band for like a second at that point. We were really just kind of jamming and playing. Wow. You have, Uh, you have such a, I think I know the video you're talking about. It's a very amazing video and I feel the chemistry already in your, your performance is amazing. Yeah. Oh, right. It only, we had written that song. I I wrote that song in my living room, maybe like two weeks before we did that, you know, like, um, so I was like, uh, I was, I was at like a, 
my heaviest, about my heaviest point at, at that point. And I had decided I was going to start trying to play music again. Um, I quit that job in the mall. Oh. I was like, y'all, I'm out of here. Like, and I started doing art for a living. I got my nail tech license and was working at like a really great nail salon here in Portland called Finger Bang. Um, and it like focused heavily on nail art. So I was doing art every day for a living. I was out of the mall. I was away from the Starbucks. I started pretty much doing uh, like a service industry diet where it was like I would eat a small breakfast before Mm -hmm. work and then I would be working my appointment. Sometimes I'd work all the way through my lunch because my appointment ran over or something and I would only have a second to like cram something in during lunch. And then by the time I got home, it would be like maybe a small snack before bed. So it kind of like cut my eating into like this eight hour period, which is called like intermittent fasting, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was what I just saw, saw the weight just uh, I, like in changing my mental health and in changing that small habit and cutting out Starbucks out of my diet. I saw a complete change in my body. Like I was had way more energy. I had yeah. a just... I was happy again. Um, and then I, I, I saw my body change in that happiness. And, um, I was actually just talking about this with my partner about how I'm so glad that, um, like, so the next video to release that video came out and it went viral. And that's how everyone saw me was this, like in this larger body that was very foreign to me. Um, and then, it, mm-hmm. it gained popularity. And because I was heavier at the time, people, there were some people who were like, look at the fatty, you know, Aww. like chubby tattooed girl, blah, blah, blah. You know, there were a couple people who talked about my weight, but they, there weren't a lot. But then the next video that, that came out was about a year later. And so in an entire, I had had an entire year of like, y'all saw me in the beginning of my mental health journey. Like mm-hmm. I was starting to play music again. I had just changed my job. Like it was literally like captured at the very beginning. And then the next video that came out was a year later, a year of hard, hard work. And I was thin again, back to my normal body. And then everyone felt like it was okay to about how I had been overweight in the past. And I'm so glad that, that it happened the way that it did, that I was overweight first and in my unhappiness, and then, oh, then I lost weight and fixed my mind because if uh, it had been the opposite, like say I was happy and thin and then I became depressed and fat and everyone then wanted to talk about how my body had changed. That would have been enough to mentally push oh, me into yeah. a, the, the way that my mind, the state of mind I was in then, that would have been a, enough to push me into ending my life, honestly. Oh, yeah. Like it would, uh, uh, it would have been a horrible chain of events because like I'm just so glad that anybody has who has anything to say now I'm in a frame of mind and in a happy body a healthy body that I can say well that's unfortunate that you think I looked better that way because my mind was ill and it it hurt to get out of bed in the mornings like I could physically feel the struggle that my body was going through to support my weight mm-hmm. and and my unhealthy heart you know <laughs> so yeah. it's I'm just so happy that it it went the other way because I'm in such a better mental place that I'm able to handle that criticism. Whereas if it had been the other way around, I I wouldn't have been able to handle that criticism. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing this with me. And, uh, yeah, but I think it's interesting quote unquote that you notice a a change in people's behavior and comment 
on the first and second videos that totally different and that's yeah. why it's it scares me a little how people are so uh i don't know like how attitude can change just for a physical appearance i mean i'm not that surprised either but you know and no one has anything to say about the boys appearance besides no, the fact that they really. look like they stink <laughs> yeah but that's Which they true are, they, they all smell pretty we're all good smelling we got showers now yeah. we're not that punk rock anymore you think like, it's worse <laughs> do you think it's worse for for musicians or any public figure any public person any public figure yeah. people always have anything to say something to say about anybody my my sister is also like a public figure but for a completely different reason and she just gets absolutely horrid really uh. comments and they always somebody always has something nasty to say yeah but what is interesting is that you seem to like i love your badass punk attitude because you're making like great pictures and you feel like you're empowerment Yeah. And I feel good. I feel good, girl. I feel so good. I am like out of an unhealthy relationship. I don't work a job that makes me want to jump off a cliff anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I'm doing, I'm making music, I'm performing. Like I really, I feel like I'm living my best life. I do. Like, yeah. And I, I see this this confidence and your your pictures are amazing. I love the concept. Thank you. It's something I could never do for myself. Like I for me, my picture is like I have a band shirt and a vinyl. <laughs> That's it. So I'm it's inspiring. You should do a glamour shot. You should do like find a local photographer that you like oh, and do maybe. a glamour shoot for fun. I thought it's about fun. that. I, I dress up like uh, I've always like. I've always loved hair and makeup and yeah. it's funny because like I did that that interview with Aaron, yeah. you know, and I was reading the, through the comments because I like to torture myself. Oh. And, uh, and there was like a comment from someone that was like, these girls are such posers, oh, like talking about this. stuff. And it's like, friend, go back to photos of girls, punk girls in 1977 and tell me that it is not about hair and makeup you know that those girls just like we do now meet up in the bathroom at the shows and are like girl I love that shade of lipstick what are you wearing like there's like I mean it was all about eyeliner and drawn on eyebrows and you know by hawks like it's tell me that they did not spend hours putting that look together like and it has nothing so, to it has nothing to do with our love for punk rock or what we feel right. in our heart about music. I mean, but it right. happens. It, Whenever it, anybody yeah. kind of gives like, uh, cause I've read comments about like Aaron not being punk enough or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, you know what? She could probably be all those fucking boys in like a punk rock trivia. Mm -hmm. She has put in her, her time and her effort. And I just, I'm so over gatekeeping. I'm so mm -hmm. over punk rock gatekeeping. Some of the punkest people I've ever met don't know anything about punk rock music like but they have a punk rock heart yeah. and that is like so much more important to me yeah like, I know. i'm so and it, it's the curiosity about punk rock too i mean i don't know i mean i couldn't name uh, <laughs> all the misfits album and uh, I, i all the ramon right. songs i can't do that but i I just love to listen to them and I feel emotions and I love to talk about those bands with people and like that's 
part right, of being punk rock. Right, and it brings rocker. you together, creates community. It should always yeah. create community. And I can't, yeah, I just can't stand the people who want to keep it like essentially segregated. Like mm. there's no, there's no reason. Yeah, you're right. Wow, that's a good conversation. <laughs> I needed it. I needed to talk about those things. <laughs> yeah, yes, all inclusive. I think everybody should be included, man. Oh yeah, totally. And let's get back to the to to your music before the end because it's oh, time flies. Um so the album the album will be released well like really soon, all right? Really soon, yeah, on August 20th. Oh. I'm not sure when this will be released but we also have a like, we have a music video that's coming yeah. out on the 13th yeah and the the album is gonna name is gonna be named Un unholy ims ims or ims ims sorry pronunciation you're right you're good <laughs> <laughs> great uh, that's uh i can't wait and you're go you're still working with flail records Yep. Of course. Yes, of course yeah of course there they just we just got a bunch of new merch printed through them Um, and yeah, and we do everything in home. It's all done in Scott's basement. Like his sister comes and prints everything. So it's like all in the family. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, still always, always working with Flail. We're also working with Sabam yeah, right now. Sabam. In Europe. Yeah, in Europe. Yeah, I'm so I... excited. We're hoping for Europe in uh, like 2022. Oh. So. Yeah. And do you have any any other personal project you're working on? Anything we can follow uh, um, from you? Or? I, I don't at the moment, but that's funny that you'd say that because I have been toying with the idea of starting like my own little like side project oh. kind of thing. I've been thinking yeah. about doing like some kind of something soft and sweet, which is oh. definitely way different than The Sinners. Yeah, so, something. Uh, will will but, you still talk about devils and? Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about the devil, but just like in a nicer way. Oh, okay, 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 <laughs> Not great. as angry about it, sad oh, about it instead. That's like, fun. Um, but yeah, just kind of doing some like kind of soft, sweet songwriter stuff. I've been picking up the guitar a lot more lately, and so working on that my musicianship. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! But, uh, We'll see. We'll see. That's probably still a long time coming, honestly. So we'll see. Good. And let's just keep me informed about your projects. I, I'm a huge fan of you and <laughs> the band too. And I hope I can we'll see you live someday. Yes, I know, right? I really hope so. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe sometime soon. Maybe. Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank it's you. been lovely talking. Uh, thank you so much, Libby, for uh, being my guest today. And yeah, that's thank uh, you for being ruling really schedule. I appreciate you so much. Oh my god, it's just normal, you know. Things shit happens, and I'm happy your your girl is feeling better. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So have a great night. Thank you for letting me uh, listen to the to the album and say hi to to all the other guys. And yeah, talk I will. To you soon. Absolutely. Great. 
If you want to support the show, you can join the Patreon page for exclusive contents. You can also make a one-time donation on PayPal or buy me a coffee platform. All the links are also in the show notes. Next week, I won't have any guests, but I have a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about, like a documentary I watched, some nice punk rock compilations. I will also make some recommendations, and Scott will have a topic for you. Don't miss this. Until then, punk your life and see you next week. <laughs>